Hey, welcome to the Hello Mornings podcast, where our goal is to inspire and equip you to build a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. My name is Kat Lee, and today we're talking about a really simple but very powerful way we can impact our energy levels and our overall health. I'm talking about breakfast. I know I'm, I'm just like you. Sometimes I skip it or I kind of grab whatever is handy, which is usually not also healthy. But I can feel how that impacts my energy and my attitude. And I've really been wanting to learn more about how to get off to a better nutritional start. So now I want you to remember as we talk about this today, we're not doing this just to be healthy. And we're not doing this to eat less and to fit into a certain size or achieve a certain weight on a scale. Our goal with talking about this as part of our move time is we want to learn to make healthier choices so that we have the energy to live the life that God has called us to and to live it with excellence and joy. And we can't do that if we're tired all the time or have negative feelings about our self-image. So we're learning simple and small ways to make positive changes in our health so that we can have the energy to not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word as well. So breakfast. That's what we're talking about today. And today our guest is Allison Schaff. She's a professional chef, a registered dietitian, and the founder of a meal planning service called PrepDish.com. And she's going to share some of her best healthy breakfast options and some tips and tricks for making the most of our morning meal. All right, but we have a few announcements first. And the first one is, if you're not already on our email list, I want to make sure that you get on there because we share some really important announcements. One of them being that the Hello Mornings book is now out and in a bookstore near you. Y'all, it was the craziest thing to take my kids to Barnes & Noble and there was my book on the bookshelf. So crazy, such a surreal experience. And you guys can get the book on Amazon at your local Barnes and Noble or Books a Million and pretty much everywhere that books are sold. And it's been just so fun watching the responses roll in and seeing how the book is impacting people's lives. And as a side note, reviews are like gold to authors. So if you feel so inclined and you want to leave a review on Amazon, I would love you forever. But here's one of my favorites so far. It's by uh, you know, on Amazon, they have like the little, they, you don't use your real name. And so this person's name is a girl who loves books. So she says, I'm not a morning person at all. So when I saw Cat Lee's Hello Mornings, I was a little intrigued. What really caught my attention was that mornings could be grace-filled and life-giving. Somehow my mornings are not always like that. I like that Cat started right off the bat that you don't have to be a morning person. Thank goodness. She also uses three words that I think can help anyone focus their day. God, plan, move. Not only does she tell us the why behind our mornings, but also how we can do it. Our mornings matter, and I like starting my day off with purpose, but I find there are some things I need to do better so I can really experience what my heart desires. This book really helps with that. Y'all, it's so fun to have written a book and see that it's impacting people the way that I'd prayed and hoped that it would. So thank you, A Girl Who Loves Books, for leaving that review on Amazon. The other announcement that I have for y'all is that on February 12th, which is next week from when I'm recording this on February 5th, is that we're starting our next Hello Mornings Bible study session. So if you want to join us, we'd love to have you. Our, our next study is called The Power of the Spirit, and it's the first of three studies we'll be doing that will deep dive into the book of Acts. And this first one looks at the role of the Holy Spirit in the birth of the church. 
and it reminds us that the gospel is for everyone. And you can learn more about this study at hellomornings.org forward slash study. And there you can also join one of our online groups, or you can start your own group using our handy leader's guide. Okay, that's it for this week's announcements, and let's dive into our chat with Allison Schaff. Allison Schaff, thank you so much for being on the Hello Mornings podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk uh, mornings with you. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much what we're all about. And I feel I feel a little bit hypocritical talking about food. Today we're talking about food. For those of you listening, it's going to be great because I feel such a difference when I start off a morning well, which I did the other day. The other day I had this awesome, it was sort of, it was sort of starting off the morning well. It was a chia seed pudding. And so it tasted great. It was like chocolate. And then I put strawberries in it. And so I felt like it was a great breakfast. Um, And then today I have leftover candy and I had nothing ready in the kitchen. So I started my day with leftover candy. So for everybody listening, just know we are all in the same boat. We are all learning and having ups and having downs. But Allison is here to share with us some great breakfast ideas. And uh, before we dive into all that, though, Allison, we tell us a little bit about you and um, who you are and what you do. Yeah. So um, my name is Allison. I'm a chef and dietitian. I live um, with my husband outside of Austin, Texas. We're in the country. We just got 19 uh, new little baby chickens. So that's been so um, fun. Yeah. That's been a fun part of our, I don't know, our new adventure out here. And um, I'm also the founder of uh, the meal planning website, prepdish.com. 19 chickens. So like, do you name them or... How does that work? Yeah. Well, we started with 21 and we're down to 19. Ooh. We're four weeks. We're four weeks in. I think the the early on losses in the first week are pretty common. And then, yeah, I've named one of them because she very obviously needed a name and she basically asked for one. But yeah, the <laughs> others, the others I'm holding off. Um, I know a lot of people don't name them because, you know, unfortunately, it's kind of easy to lose them, but eventually I'm going to name them. And I can, I can tell most of them apart because it's a mix of breeds. And so most of them have their personalities and, um, I haven't gotten into the naming of all of them, but yeah, we have one that's named star because she's the first to do everything. She's the first to jump (laughs) up on things. We put a cricket in there one night. And of course, star was the one that got it and went crazy. And (laughs) so star is the star of the show in your hen house. No, what is it called? Coop, chicken coop. Yeah, chicken coop. Although it's more like in our side room, they're still they're still indoors right now because they're so small. But um, yeah, she's definitely the the front runner. She's the first to do about everything. So, so. you're gonna have all the eggs that you want. Before oh my long. gosh. Yeah. I didn't do the math on that when we ordered the chicks. And now I've started doing the math on like what they're supposed to produce. I'm like, that's, that's going to be more eggs than we can eat. <laughs> <a week." laughs> okay. So let's talk about that. Cause I love eggs. I eat a lot of eggs. Actually, this is kind of funny. My daughter is allergic to eggs and she's this massive baker. She'll make scones. She'll make, and she's 13. She'll make all these, you know, yummy, fancy things, but she's allergic to eggs. And yesterday she tried to make an egg because she just wanted to try one. And she Uh kept texting me saying, mom, how do I make an egg? What temperature do I cook it at? And I'm like, you can cook (laughs) things that I can't even cook, but you can't make one egg just because she's never had to because she's allergic. So eggs. There's lots and lots of different ways to make them. I, I eat them a lot and I love them. And, um, what are some of your favorite ways? Do you, well, do you, obviously you eat eggs. 
You have chickens. Yes, I do. Yep. Yep. I eat eggs and I, gosh, well, I love kind of either a soft poached or like over easy egg. So I like the runny yolk. I know mm, some too. people. Okay, good. Like yeah. I'm all about the runny yolk. It's like anything you have for breakfast. If you put a runny yolk on top of it, it's like the best breakfast ever in my, it's like <laughs> my a, mind. It's like a gravy kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> that probably makes it sound I know. even grosser, but I think, it, mm. I remember my grandpa would cook breakfast and there'd be bacon. And then I'd like to like scoop up the yolk with bacon. That was mm-hmm. always awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So, so yep. as a as a dietitian, let me let me back up just a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about breakfast. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, er, you know, I don't I don't love to eat breakfast or I have a hard time eating breakfast. Um, do you hear that very much? And you know, kind of what encouragement do you have for people who say that breakfast is kind of tough for them? Well, um, you know, my first recommendation is. Because sometimes it's like, well, why is breakfast tough? Does it not sound appetizing? And if so, then maybe rethink, you know, what food you're looking at for eating at breakfast. Because really, you know, any any food could be a breakfast food if it sounds good to you. Because I'll do leftovers a lot for breakfast. Um, or is it the fact that you get up in the morning and you're so rushed that you don't have time? And if that's the case, then, you know, it's more about finding some foods that you can either put together over the weekend or the night before. So then when you get up, you're not actually having to, you know, prepare a breakfast from scratch. Um, but you're also not, you know, grabbing for like a sugary cereal or something like that. That's a good point. Figuring out what it is that, that keeps us from, from doing the breakfast thing. Cause I know some people say it doesn't sound good. And so, mm-hmm. but you know, people have T-bone steak, you know, is it steak and eggs for breakfast? So, yep. you know, anything, anything is doable. So what would be some of those breakfasts that people could have if the reason that they don't like breakfast is that they're feeling rushed? So if they're feeling rushed, I mean, so leftover is actually sort of my go-to and it it sounds weird in the beginning, but especially in the winter when it's cold in the mornings, I love to do like a leftover, you know, soup or chili or something like that because it's really warming, even like leftover lasagna. So I know all these things sound odd, but you know, if you can kind of get out of your mind, like breakfast has to be different. Those are some great ideas. Um, In terms of prepping ahead of time, there's also, you know, a lot of options there. So uh, you know, we were talking about chia pudding and chia pudding's great because you can make that, you know, make a big batch on the weekend and then have that every morning with like, you know, some fresh berries on top. Um, smoothies are really good. Uh, those can be thrown together pretty quickly. And if you want in the past, I've even gone so far as to make little individually, uh, Ziploc baggies that have mm-hmm. all the little smoothie ingredients. So then you literally just have to throw those in the blender and, um, your smoothies ready. I I love doing that. Yeah. Yep. It's really, I mean, it's little things like that, that it sounds like, well, does that make much of a difference? But it does, you know, if you're in the morning and you only have five minutes, you're not going to want to like open six bags of fruit and, you know, throw it all together. Right. Think to remember what the proportions are and all that. I mean, literally the easier it can be, the better. Cause you know, as I walked through my kitchen actually earlier, I bought all this great stuff to, to, to make this week. And as I'm walking through the kitchen, you know, I was like, oh, what is there to eat? And I grabbed a piece of candy because it was sitting there and it was easy. And so never underestimating how the simplicity of something can make a huge impact on our decision of what to eat. So those little baggies might seem silly, but in the morning, you'll be so thankful. Yeah. I mean, the way I always put it is like, how can you 
make it to where you don't even have to think about it. Because when you have to start going through a decision-making process, we have so, our lives are like bombarded with tons of decisions, whether it's, you know, what clothes am I going to wear? And like, you know, just constant decisions. And so if food can not be a decision because you've already planned it out, then it just makes the day, the morning, everything goes so much smoother. Um, so, you know, anything that can be done in advance, it's like, Hey, I don't have to think about it because it's like, I already know. I already mm-hmm. know. I'm just going to grab um, another great go-to is frittatas. So you can make a big pan of frittata and just have it throughout the week. But if you want to freeze frittata, a frittata is basically um, a quiche, but without a crust. So eggs and vegetables mixed together and baked. And if you want to freeze it, you can bake those frittatas in individual like uh, muffin tins. And so yes. then you just pop out, you know, a few of those and um, put them in the toaster oven or the microwave and you have a little, you know, even if you have to eat it on the run, you can, that's um, a really simple, simple um, breakfast meal that you can have. Yeah. I love those. I, I had a, a family member once make, like she got a muffin tin and she put lunch meat in each tin kind of as the the muffin cup and then she uh-huh. just cracked an egg in each one and put some herbs on top and then baked them and it was so nice. good and then you can freeze them and so then you can mm-hmm. just pull them out of the the bag or the you know the container in the freezer stick them in the microwave and they're ready to go and you feel like you ate something healthy so I, yeah i love love doing that mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a really great quick and easy um then the the other thing that I really enjoy is um, left or not leftover, but um, something called vegetable frittatas. And actually, they don't have to be vegetables. So you can put some meat in there, to, or sorry, not frittata. What am I thinking? So breakfast, <laughs> breakfast hash. That's what oh, I call yeah. them. And hash like can mean a lot of different things, but it's basically you know chopped up vegetables and some sort of like a breakfast sausage is great. Mm-hmm. And, um, just throwing that all together, heating it in a pan and, you know, calling it breakfast. I, I like to do, so it goes back to the runny egg again. It all comes back to the runny <laughs> egg at breakfast, but then I crack a runny egg and put, it doesn't matter what's in the hash, but when I crack the runny egg on top of it, it's like, you know, the best breakfast ever. And, and it's so filling, especially if you can get some sort of um, protein in there to have mm. the vegetables and the protein. And, um, really I try and stay away from anything too sugary at breakfast. Um, you know, baked goods and things like that, because what'll happen is if you have that, you know, a few hours later, your blood sugar sort of crashes and you get hungry and it's not even time for lunch. So the more you can, the protein at breakfast is sort of my key for making sure you stay full until it's time to eat lunch. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. Why why is breakfast important and how does it impact us and why should we take it a little bit more seriously? Well, I mean, you know, kind of going back to that blood sugar example, when you wake up, you know, your body's kind of like this, you know, car that you have to, <laughs> to get going and you need to put fuel in there. You want to put fuel in there that's going to last for as long as possible to get to get your your brain going and um, protein is really, really important for that, that aspect of it. Yeah. Cause when you were sharing different ideas, I didn't hear you mention, you know, a breakfast bar or a bowl of cereal or any of the things that we normally associate with breakfast, waffles, pancakes, things like that. So let's say somebody's listening and they're like, well, those are my favorite things to eat. I don't know if I really like frittatas cause I've never heard of a frittata and it sounds healthier than I'm ready for. How can they take the things that they're used to eating and improve them a little bit? 
Yeah. So, I mean, and there are, you know, there's some, look at, look at what you're doing now and just figure out how can you maybe like, you know, add some protein to it. So if you're eating, um, you know, bar, maybe a hard boiled egg, or, you know, maybe there's a better bar option out there. So, you know, read the ingredients on the bar and make sure that it's, um, has things like maybe some nuts in it that are going to provide that protein and some healthy fat. Um, and, you know, and I have options like that for, you know, if I'm traveling or something and I don't have time to do a homemade thing, then, um, something like a Lara bar or an RX bar. I mean, those are, you know, there are times when those are, you know, it's better than nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, just figuring out. And the other thing really too, is to, to pay attention, um, to how you feel. So I, I loved your example in the beginning of, you know, usually I do, um, you know, the, uh, this kind of breakfast, but then, you know, today I did the candy. Well, it's great to have mornings like that, where you, you get to kind of experiment and see, because just take note of how you feel. And that's like, that's the best way to one, figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And two, to like help implement things. If you're not seeing results, then what's the point? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, kind of, you know, eat those, eat the bars and see, and maybe that's better than what you were doing before. If that was, you know, not eating anything, but just kind of pay attention. Like how are your hunger levels that morning? How is your concentration? How is your energy and, you know, switch up the breakfast the next day and see how it goes. And, you know, that's, what's kind of cool is like, you know, Hey, I had candy this morning. How did I feel today? And then maybe that can like help reinforce like, Oh yeah. When I actually do the time, take the time to, you know, prep out a breakfast hash, I feel a lot better. It's really important to internally realize why you're doing it. Because if you're just doing it because I tell you to do it, that that's not reason enough. You need to like believe it and feel it and know it, that it's true for yourself because everyone's body's different. So, you know, just because I feel good when I eat this way, maybe someone else feels better having a slightly different breakfast and that's fine. Um, it's just really important to kind of try that out and see what works for you and help yeah, <laughs> help no. figure out ways to, to make that work. That's so good because, you know, I actually have a headache right now. <laughs> I don't think my candy bar, rec- my candy bar coffee breakfast, it wasn't a win. So let's not recommend <laughs> that. Uh, I have a friend who said the other day, should is not a sustainable why. Her name is Heather McFadden. And that has just stuck in my head. Should is not a sustainable why. And I just mm-hmm. think, you know, it goes along exactly with what you just said that, you know, just because we should have kale for breakfast or whatever, if you've never eaten that and, and you don't like it and you don't want it, should might not be a sustainable why. Maybe it is possibly the best decision, not saying that kale is, but you know what I mean? Um, it might it might be the, the healthiest choice for you to have X, Y, and Z. But mm-hmm. if you're not internally motivated towards that, that's a hard jump to make. And it might be easier to pick something that you personally feel motiva- motivated by, that you have your own why. Just like you were saying that you know, if you're not eating breakfast right now, a-, a bar might be a great place to start and maybe even land there for a really long time until you feel mm-hmm. motivated uh, to to take the next step. But really any step forward is progress. And so don't be afraid to, to make that and, and, and experiment with the different things out there. I agree. And I love that. I love that. Um, you know, that, that you summed it up in, in one line. <laughs> yeah. When she said that, it was just, I was just like that. I feel, I almost feel like I need a t-shirt that says that because I need, I think of that often on so many levels on a, you know, a family level, on a health level, on a work level should is not a sustainable why that's just so good. Um, mm-hmm. 
Okay, so, you know, let's say if somebody starts off, they have a good breakfast. Um, what kind of liquid do we need to drink during the morning? Like, is, is getting started with, with drinking a lot of water important in the morning? Is coffee good for us or not so good for us? How can we kind of supplement having a good breakfast by, and, and getting some energy in the beginning of the day? So a, f- a few answers there. One, I love to start the day with a glass of um, warm to hot lemon water. I It's very hydrating and the vitamin C, there's just a lot of health benefits with that lemon water first thing in the morning. That's one of those things I say, just try it for a week or a month, kind of commit to doing it. I would say for 21 days, because that's you know the number of days it takes to really form a habit and, and just kind of see um, how it feels for you. But for me, it really... Um, there's some fiber in the lemon as well. So it kind of helps keep me full longer and just get hydrated first thing in the morning. So before I even eat, I do the lemon water. Okay. So and tell me what, tell me what lemon water would be like if I was going to sit down right now and make a glass of lemon water, how much? So, of so what I, I cut a lemon in half and squeeze half of the lemon into the glass and then pour some hot water on top of that and then drink it in the beginning. If you want to just and it kind of depends on the size of the lemon, right? Like there's different sizes, but right. you know, in the, in the beginning, just, you know, take a little wedge and put that into a glass of water. It's not like there's no amount that's too small. So you can kind of start smaller if, you know, the flavor isn't quite your taste in the beginning, but I do half of a lemon and, um, you know, fill a coffee mug and the coffee mug will be a different size. Cause if I'm traveling, I still do the same. I always travel with a suitcase of lemons and you know, do the same thing. And so, you know, what does TSA think of that? Uh, you have a lot of lemons in your luggage. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and there sometimes if I know I'm going to go to the a grocery store, when we get there, I go to the grocery store and just buy like a bag of lemons. If I'm going to be someplace for a long time or my mom, will have her like stock up before I get home. So yeah. I've so why is the water the warm? It, does it need to be warm? Is that just your preference or is there some nutritional benefit? Well, yeah. I mean, one, it is my preference, but two, it also, um, ice water in general can really, um, especially while you're eating the ice water can slow down your digestion. So I, I tend to drink, uh, just like room temperature water and avoid the really cold ice water. And so in the mornings it doesn't have to be hot, but I at least wouldn't do like ice cold water because that's going to slow down your digestion and you don't want to be doing that right before, you know, you're getting ready to eat. That's awesome. I feel so validated because I don't like ice water and everyone in the state of Texas does. And yes. so every time I go somewhere, I feel like the most high maintenance person. I'm like, can I have a glass of water with no ice and a slice of lemon, please? So it's good to know. I, I, you know, I, I don't know why. I think I just don't like it because I can't drink it fast when it's yep. really cold. Um, but it's nice to know there's actually a nutritional benefit to not enjoying ice water. Um, yep. Okay, so so you start with a glass of lemon water. Are you a coffee drinker? So I am not. And, um, but I'm not going to say don't drink coffee. Coffee is bad for you. Good. I, then I would cancel this podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I, for me personally, I feel like too much caffeine just really, um, bothers me and too much coffee. It just, I can feel immediately that I don't feel well. I've never really been a coffee drinker, but I do drink tea and I do like that kind of little small boost of caffeine in the morning. Um, so, you know, that comes back to seeing how you do on it. And, mm-hmm. and even with my tea, like I was 
at one point, you know, cause I drink green tea or black tea, but I got to the point where I was like starting it at eight in the morning and finishing at one in the afternoon and having five or six cups. And I felt like, um, and then I kind of realized like, Oh, I think I'm kind of going a little overboard. <laughs> so just kind of doing that check-in and seeing how is that making me feel, feel if I cut back, how do I feel? And, you know, just kind of knowing your body and what works and for coffee, it's also paying attention to what you put in the coffee. Um, you know, if you're putting a lot of, a lot of sugar in there that can, um, you know, going back to that blood sugar thing that can cause you to spike and crash and, um, really mess up your insulin levels. So, you know, I'd be almost more concerned about, um, sugar being added to coffee than the coffee itself. So your if your insulin spikes, what the thing you just said, what yes. how does how does that make me feel? How how why is that bad? Translate into podcaster per, so, person terms. Yeah. So sort of when you look at your blood sugar levels, you don't want them if there's a crazy high spike that's usually you know, kind of imagine a line going up then that's always followed by a line going down. And that down is like, oh, I'm grouchy or I'm tired and I'm really hungry. And so you want to sort of stabilize that so you don't have this crazy up and down going on. Got it. Got it. As much as you can. And so the other, I just thought of this with the caffeine. So the thing I will say that for me, I have found really helpful is I do not drink my caffeine until I've had food in my stomach. Mm. And I found that that really helps so that the caffeine doesn't hit me so hard. Um, so if you are a coffee drinker, maybe play around with, if you drink it first thing in the morning, have the lemon water, then eat and then do the coffee. Um, it just allows your, you know, it kind of softens the blow a little bit of that caffeine straight to your system. Mm -hmm. So I found that coffee first thing in the morning makes me feel ill. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so if you, if that's you, one thing that I have found that I like is that I'll have some sort of just herbal tea first thing in the morning or, or like, you know, that, that warm lemon water. If you just like something mm -hmm. warm, sometimes I'm just like, I just want coffee because it's comforting and warm and cozy. And, um, but I found that if I drink some sort of tea or warm water or something first thing in the morning, then when I sit down to work and I have my coffee, it's like the perfectly timed little burst of energy. Um, and so, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I concur with that. First thing in the morning doesn't always work well for me, but having something else to kind of take its place and be that little, you know, I, I feel like children have uh, pacifiers and adults have travel coffee mugs. You know, that's like their little, <laughs> yep. the little thing that yep. they hold on to. Maybe it's just me, but um, nope. okay. Awesome. Well, I would love to hear, do you have any kind of morning routines, any things that you do? You mentioned the lemon water, anything else yep. that you do regularly in the morning? Yeah. And, um, I always have a morning routine, but I will say I'll share what I do now, but it, it evolves over time. So I feel like every few months I kind of like add things in and take things out. Um, in general, I tend to be, I am a morning person. So I know that, you know, my mornings are the best time for me to, you know, get work done, but also like focus on things that are important to me. And I try and, you know, not schedule calls until, really after lunch, ideally as much as possible. Cause I just know that the mornings are when I can, you know, do those things that are really important to me. Um, so, you know, when I wake up, I do try and, um, do the lemon water and, um, we have a little screened in patio, um, on our, at our, on our second floor of our house right now that looks out over the trees. And so I'll go out there with my lemon water and my cats and, take, um, you know, my journal and I use that time for really trying to be quiet. And either I have some sort of like devotional that I read, um, I'll do like, you know, some 
some prayers or some really just quiet time and listening and kind of trying to like not rush before I get started. Cause I have mm-hmm. a tendency to be a really like go getter, have to be efficient, have to be productive. And I try, you know, it doesn't always work and it's not, you know, I'm not perfect at this, but like I try and just, you know, be quiet and kind of listen and, and then I'll look over my day and, you know, what do I need to do? But like also trying to not just jump right in of like, go, 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 but just, you know, kind of relax and look at the cats and take some deep breaths and, and check in and be, you know, think, what do I need to be doing today? And also like, you know, you have my little conversation with God and see if there's, um, anything there that I feel called to, to do or to focus on. And, Mm -hmm. um, I try, I usually try and do that before breakfast, depending on the schedule for the day. So I do that with my lemon water and then I'll go and, um, and at this point have not opened my computer and then I'll eat breakfast and have my tea. And and then after all of that, I will, you know, open the computer, but even then I try not to open my emails and this has been, um, you know, sometimes it's a challenge, but it really helpful is to work on the projects that I want to work on before jumping into my email. So the mornings are, I try to have them not be email focused. <laughs> That's so good. So you're working um, on what's important to you instead of what's important yeah. to everybody else. Yeah. And some days, you know, depending, I have to kind of just take a peek. I have a, you know, a team and all of that. So I have to make sure there's like no emergencies, but, mm-hmm. um, kind of try and do that. And, um, Oh, the other thing is when we first wake up, um, so we have a little quiet time in my husband where we just kind of like, you know, meditate and are really quiet. And then when we get out of bed, we do either like 10 seconds of either jumping jacks or kind of stretches or some sort of little movement. And that came out of there was some book that we read on like morning routines and habits. And so, um, you know, we started kind of adding that movement in and I do my workouts in the afternoon, but it's just kind of nice first thing in the morning to at least even if it's like literally 30 seconds of stretching, I at least kind of like get some blood flow going. Or if I, sometimes I'll do a handstand against the wall. I can't do that. I was like, that's something like that. No, (laughs) but something like that, that just kind of gets my blood flow going. Uh So that, and that actually helps when, um, and it's nice because we both do it and, and it's kind of funny too. Sometimes we end up like giggling or laughing at each other, which I think is important early on, but I was going to say, uh, cause I was kind of yeah. picturing it in my head and I'm like, I'm sure that's funny. Like when you have house guests or something like, I don't know what it was, but there was a bunch of jumping upstairs. <laughs> I yeah, I know. It's pretty funny and it's gotten shorter, but when we first did it, we set the timer and would do, well, maybe it's just two minutes, but I mean, some mornings it'll be more of a production than others. And it's <laughs> I love that. And you know, what I love about something that you said just at different times is um, you talked about kind of just knowing yourself. You know, you talked about with your mornings, you've kind of adjusted it and you'll drop some things off and you'll add some things in. And when you're talking about food, you're saying how, you know, notice how you feel, notice how you're responding to whatever you ate for breakfast and how it's affecting your body. And I think that's just such an important theme in a lot of what you've shared today, because Mm -hmm. it's so easy, especially, I feel like, especially when it comes to health and food, so many of us just don't know a lot about it. And we've just mm-hmm. kind of done a certain thing our whole life. And so when we try to make a change, we just listen to experts. And a lot of experts just tell us to do this one certain thing. And so I love that you're telling us to, you know, try a few things, see how it makes you feel, and then try some other things and just adjust as you go along. And I think that's just such a great 
wisdom and it gives, you know, I'm sure for me and then for everybody else listening, I'm sure it just gives us so much more freedom and feel a little bit less stressed about, okay, how can I make healthier choices and not feel like Mm -hmm. it needs to be this big giant production. So, yeah, exactly. I, I'm a big, (laughs) big component of like making, just checking in and what works again. There's seasons of your lives where, Hey, at this point in my life, this is what works. And then, you know, when I get over it, then, you know, there's a new season and a new thing that works for me. So be open to changing and evolving over time. Yeah. So good. So you are kind of an expert on food prep. I mean, your company is called Prep Dish. So I would love to hear just a little bit about the journey that got you there, because I love your concept on meal planning and getting ready for the week and and a really practical way to have healthy stuff ready throughout the week and not have it feel like a stressful thing. So what was your journey to kind of starting Prep Dish? Well, I started out as a personal chef where I was going into people's homes and I would visit once a week and prep their food for the week and kind of, you know, spend an hour or two doing the chopping, mixing the marinades. And then I'd stop, you know, put in containers in their fridge and leave them with instructions on how to, um, you know, reheat that throughout the week. And as I was doing that, I realized long-term, I didn't feel like that was what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Um, I knew I wanted to have a family someday and, um, travel and do some of that. And so I was like, well, gosh, how can I, translate this to a career that would really allow me kind of more freedom, but also like, how can I reach more people in doing this? Cause you know, with the personal chef thing, you know, I had six clients and that was it. And so I came up with this idea to write down all of my recipes, but also my process. Like how do I get in out of the grocery store as quickly and efficiently as possible? How do I do that meal prep so that it's super fast. You know, I start with the things that are going to take the longest and then, um, I batch all the chopping. So I do all my chopping at once for the whole week. And so just taking some of those little like kitchen hacks, as I call them and translating those into a plan. And so basically I wrote all that together, put it into a PDF and, um, started selling them online. And today, you know, it's prepdish.com and I have these meal plans that I send out every week so that, um, you know, the home cook can have a plan to really figure out the meals and get it done quickly and efficiently. And it's just, it's one of those things. I mean, the system is something that I use personally. And when I don't, I end up kicking myself thinking, why, why did I not do my own meal plan this week? (laughs) Cause when it's, you know, Wednesday morning and we don't have anything for breakfast or anything for lunch and I'm having to like, figure out from scratch what it's that like decision fatigue. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to have to make decisions about it. It it takes me off track for what I'm doing that day. And the more that that's all planned out in advance, um, the better. And I'm more likely I'm going to make a good decision if it's already there and ready to go. Like if the vegetables are already chopped, I'm not going to not eat the vegetables. Right. If there's a whole bag of carrots in the fridge, I may not eat them that day because I don't want to take the time to chop them. So yeah. Uh, it's just figuring out how to set yourself up for success, really. And um, I've done that through the meal plans. That's so true. You know, the other day I had a bag of sugar snap peas in the fridge. And mm-hmm. I happily grabbed those when there was, you know, jello or whatever there was there for the kids' lunches. Because I, you know, I like those and they were already ready. And it was easy just for me to grab and eat. And that just makes such a huge, huge difference. Um, and so that's why that's why I love what you do, because one, it's not, 
you know, it's not a, you know, the, the meal arrives at your front door system mm-hmm. that costs, you know, a good billion dollars. And so it's really mm-hmm. feasible for anybody, anybody to do. And then I love just the idea of prepping it all on one day. And then, and then it's almost like you're your own meal delivery system because then throughout the week, it's just super easy to just grab it and make dinner. And then, you know, you can feel good about what you ate because I think ultimately um, the time that we spend either it's you, we either spend our time meal planning and being organized or we spend our time stressing every single day about yeah. what we're going to eat or feeling bad about what we ate because we didn't have time to think about what we ate, we're going to eat. And so then we got, you know, fast food or whatever. So um, just I love the idea of, of thinking about it ahead of time of being prepared and, and doing that preparation on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, what are a couple yep. of kitchen hacks that you can share with people real quick? Uh, so one of those is if you're going through and, um, doing like a, if you're going to do a meal prep is before you get, so kind of prepare for the preparation, right? So (laughs) when you go to set things out, um, have a, have a little trash bowl by your cutting board. So you're not having to go back and forth to the trash can, have all of the vegetables washed. So, you know, when you get, if you do it right, when you get home from the store, that's great. Cause you can just wash all of the vegetables set them right beside the cutting board and then start chopping and also set out your containers. So kind of set yourself up. So once you get into it, it's like, okay, I'm just going to go through and knock it all out in one sitting. Um, so really looking at having that workstation set up so that you can just get it all done, done at once. Mm -hmm. That's good. And you know, if there's other people in the house, if you're, you're married or you have roommates or you have kids, this is a great time to turn on some music and invite everybody to the party and just have everybody kind of chime in and and do that together because it makes it so much easier. And, you know, it also makes it so much easier because so many places now have like curbside delivery or not curbside, Mm -hmm. curbside service. So you don't actually have to go into the grocery store. So grocery shopping isn't as tiring as it was. So you can save all that energy for getting home and doing the meal prep. So, yes, I know. I, I love that grocery stores do that. And Um, the tip about getting the family involved. So if anyone has picky eaters, that's like the first step is if you have them involved, Mm. you know, if they had to, even if it's something as simple as like they stir, you know, give them just like a stirring job, depending on the age, but you know, if they were involved, Mm -hmm. they're going to be so much more likely to try that food and you don't have to actually do anything. You don't have to say anything. You have to, you know, try and like trick them or do anything like that. Just, you know, let them be involved. And then all of a sudden they'll want to, you know, they'll want to eat that item that they, they helped prepare. So that is so a true. great suggestion. Yeah. yeah. I love that. All right. So tell us a little bit more about prep dish and how people can get connected with it. Yeah. So it's a, um, like I said, the PDF is sent out every week. So it's a weekly subscription and I've worked with you to put together a two week free trial. So if people want to try it out for free, I always say that's the best way to see, you know, if it's a fit and, um, can you remind me of that page that you had set up? Yeah, absolutely. It's hellamornings.org forward slash prep dish. So basically, Allison has just taken care of your meal planning for the next two weeks. That's awesome. So you can give her a hug. You can hug your 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 iPod or your iPhone or whatever you're listening to right now because, you know, what what a, what a great thing to not have to think about that. Because so what it, what all comes in that PDF? So it's the grocery list, which, like I said, is, um, you know, organized and efficient. Although mentioning the curbside thing, 
send that into the grocery store and just have the groceries waiting for you. That's really the the best way to do it. Um, so there's the grocery list and then it's different than a standard recipe and that like there's a page or two of, um, I call it prep day instructions. So that's exactly step-by-step what you need to do on either, you know, Sunday afternoon or Monday evening to get all your meal prep for the week done. So the chopping, the mixing, all of that. And then the third piece is the, uh, prep day instructions. And that's at mealtime, what do you have to do? And it's not very much because you've already done everything on, um, the prep day. So when it comes time for the dish day, it's really quick and easy. A lot of times it's just like, Hey, put it in the oven for 20 minutes and it's done. Right. It's pretty much like the same as if you had a frozen meal, except it's homemade and good for you. (laughs) It's that easy. (laughs) Yep. Awesome. All right. So you guys, you can go to hellmornings.org forward slash prep dish to get that. And Allison, thank you so much for joining us today. I love having an expert on the show and I haven't talked to any dietitians before. And so I love that not only do you know how food affects our bodies, but you have such great ideas and such great wisdom on how to make it easier to make those good choices. So thanks for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun talking with you. All right. So my challenge for us right now is to decide what we're going to implement for tomorrow morning to make sure we get started on the right foot with a good and healthy breakfast. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Allison Schaff, and I hope you'll join us next time for the next episode of the Hello Mornings podcast. Again, you can get more of our resources and get all of our news and everything over at hellomornings.org. My name is Kat Lee, and we'll see you next time. This time for you I bow before the throne Of a noble king And in this place My heart begins to sing It's gonna be a God day A God day This song is called God Day by Jen Stanbro You can get your copy at iTunes, Amazon Or jenstanbro.com